Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> all right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. What do they teach you to talk like this in some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar? Or is this getaway day and your last shot at his whiskey? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. And when you're out there without care, yeah, I was out of touch. But it wasn't because I didn't know enough. I just knew too much. Hey, this is Sugar Shane. Got my co-host here with me, Billy Dees. How's it going, man? Doing real well. Hope everyone is having a fine evening this evening. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, Got the Milwaukee and the Washington Nationals baseball game over here on mute. Just keeping an eye on the score. (laughs) Keeping an eye on the score off and on. That's what I'm hoping to win the World Series this year as the Nationals, but we'll see. They're, uh, They're doing pretty decent. They've had a little bit of a slump. Not too bad here lately, but I mean, everybody goes through those in 162-game oh, yeah. season. But uh, other than that, nah, pretty uneventful evening, hanging around the house. Made a great uh, thanks to Liz that I work with. Made a great uh, stir-fry tonight. She gave me a zucchini. I posted the picture on Facebook. My God, man. She says she uses miracle Grow, I guess, but, man, this zucchini is huge. You can really? make five, Yeah, you can make five or six meals out of one zucchini. I mean, it is humongous. I told her, I said, man, you need to start growing pumpkins and go down to Barnesville in a damn contest. I said, I said hey, while, you, while you kind of touched on the subject of sports, what do you make of this Kyrie Irving wanting to be traded, as, as, if that's true? But apparently it is. Which one is this now? Uh you Is haven't followed this? From I don't the know Co- that I've, Cleveland Cavaliers. I, somebody okay. had told me about it, but I haven't really followed it, to be honest with you. I'll just be, I'll be straight. Apparently, Kyrie Irving wants to be traded. And I don't know the whole story. I don't follow sports, and I certainly don't follow the soap opera aspect of it. But Yeah, I don't follow appa- basketball apparently, Apparently, the the storyline is that when he became a Cavalier, he felt that the team was going to be built around him. And, of course, in the meantime, LeBron James came back. And I guess if you can believe all these reports, he feels that he's 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 second fiddle. Okay? Probably because he is. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm just being well, honest. I mean, you're next to LeBron James. Who the hell you think you're going to be? You yeah, but is that the- really – is that really be. a bad place to be? No, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you're getting you're a multi, 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 multi millionaire, right? 
you're you're bouncing a rubber ball up and down a wood floor for a living, and you're playing with the greatest player in the world. I mean, does that sound like a bad deal? No, I, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not saying he's in the right. <laughs> I'm just agreeing with what he's saying that he's second fiddle. I'm like, yeah, you are, because I mean, you can't be the lead guitarist. There's only one lead guitar player in the band, and buddy, you just ain't fucking it right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I'm not saying that makes him right. I'm just yeah. agreeing with his comment. Well, my opinion on this, if, if it's true, and it, it, it appears that it is because the reports are just flowing from all of the major sports news outlets. If this is true, I would let him out of his contract. He's got I another, too. I don't know if it's a year or two, but me personally, my experience in business as far as workforces in general, is that if somebody is is discontent, if somebody is not happy, that's like a disease. It spreads through the whole organization. And the best thing you can do, especially when you have a high-profile player like that, if it's true that he is unhappy, I would let him go and get as much as you can for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'd let him that's go. That's what I would do. Because you're not gonna, he's not going to play right. His, his mind's not going to be where it needs to be. And there's no point in even keeping him. I mean, if he's not happy, <clears throat> he won't be happy on the court either. Right. It'll affect the gameplay. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I don't – not to say that there isn't some form of ego in every sport because there is. There's, there's some type of ego in all kinds of aspects of life, period. But basketball, one of the reasons why I don't follow it is some, to me, and it might be just me an outsider looking in, it seems like to be the most fucking arrogant, egotistical people come from that particular sport than anywhere. I just, just for my opinion, not yeah. saying it's always the case. They got this one guy now. I can't remember his name in the NFL. He's bound and determined to be the highest paid football player in Lambay football now. Like he ain't making enough money as it is. He's got to make more, but he's made that public announcement. That's exactly what he, that's his goal for this year. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that, 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 all sports have it. NASCAR, I don't follow it like I used to. And I'm not saying they don't have their egos. Some of them, I'm sure some do. But I have to say as a whole, but there's not as much ego. And I think the reason being is because of the way the sport is designed and the way that everything depends on everybody. Uh, you know, the driver, he can get in the car and drive his ass off. But if the motor ain't right, if the tires aren't changed fast enough and the gas ain't put in fast enough and this ain't, the uh, wedge ain't adjusted right and this ain't adjusted right, the car still ain't going to run good. Doesn't make yeah. a damn who you are behind the wheel. So I think it's because everybody is a team effort and is more so than everybody trying to be an individual, breaking, you know, doing everything it is. And you're right, not under, right. and in NASCAR, you're not under a contract in the same aspect as you are in baseball, football, and all that shit. You're under a contract maybe with a sponsor, and you may be in endorsements, but as far as what your winnings are on that racetrack, you got to earn that shit. If you finish dead last, you get a dead last paycheck. Right. You don't get guaranteed $15 million a year. That's not what happens in NASCAR. That's not how you get paid. So that's one of the reasons why also I think there's less of that in there. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I would let him go, though. I would myself. I got a little bit of news that happened this week. I didn't think about this. I thought I'd tell this. I'm, 
<clears throat> I love radio. Would still do radio no matter what. Love podcasting. Would do it no matter what. Any free time I had available, I would still do it no matter what I was doing for a living. But my first love, as I've always told them here before, is acting. I, about 10 years ago, I was accepted to San Francisco School of Arts. Couldn't go because knew nobody out there, and the price of living I couldn't afford, didn't have no way of getting there, no way to work there, so I had to turn it down. Five years after that, they bugged the shit out of me wanting to go to school there, and couldn't do it. Um, so, I just started following these casting places, these groups on Facebook, so it's pretty much, and I noticed a lot of them were general areas, like New York, Atlanta, yada yada, and then, uh, I said, I saw one that like everybody was posting from different spots. So I said, is anybody in here around the Cleveland, Ohio area, you know, whatever. And this guy that lives in Ravenna contacted me, sent me like, which I've still got to do all this, send information to the particular group pages, but sent me like 10 groups in the area that are all based around acting. He's in an acting agency and all this and uh, started telling me about how to get going and all this kind of stuff. So I'm going to try to start doing some auditions in the next few months. See what happens. Because uh, if I could get in there, man, I'd do it. I'd love to act. Like I've already said, I'm going to try to send monologues out to some people. And I'm going to put them on these group pages as well. Uh, I've already got the monologues typed out. I just got to study them, uh, memorize them, and then act them out. But, right, uh, right. Yeah, it's a, it's a love of mine. I love, I love film. I've always loved film. And uh, it's just. Well, good me. for you. Yeah, it's just I've enjoyed. I've, I've enjoyed it too, and it, I've always I, actually I've I've kicked around the idea of doing a short film or something like that. Right. Yeah. But well, you direct it. So, I'll be in it. All right. Well. <laughs> but seriously, seriously, because that's one thing I also want to do too. I, I've always thought about. I always think about things I would like to do. And one thing I always said is, if I got into acting, I'd want to do that for a while, be successful at it. But after so long, however, whenever I felt like it was time to move on, I would like to be a director. I would love to direct right. because I, when I watch a movie, I watch it as a director. I will watch a movie and I'll be like, ah, I would have done that or I'd have done this or I'd have changed this. And I see things like that when I'm watching a movie. That's just how I think when I'm watching a film. It's hard sometimes for me to just sit down and enjoy a film the way other people sit down and enjoy a film because right, I'm, right. A I'm a critic. Uh, I hate to be that way, but it's just true. But, um, yeah, that'd be, off. That'd be awesome. If you want to do it, hell, I'll be in it. We'll both work it together. It don't matter to me. I've, I'd love to do short film documentaries or short film anything. I mean, do you well, know what yeah, what I would want to do is something that's story based right. you know, and not try to do something that's like Star Wars. Right. Um, you do something that is very character driven and just I would real short. Do that. I would rather do something do that. that's very short, like five minutes long. Right. Something that's, you know, and, um, you know, I've kicked around a few storylines, but that's something we'll talk about later. You don't want to bore the audience yeah, with that. Yeah, but I would rather do a story-driven, just to say this real quick before we get going. I would rather do a story-driven one than a Star Wars. I like Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. It's got its place. But I, I love drama more than any genre there is to watch. Right. I love something that's got a good storyline. So, yeah, I'm all, I'm, I'm all game for that. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, please do. Uh wanted to speak about this. I talked about this on my podcast Wednesday morning when I did it. If you weren't able to tune in, for those of you could, you that could, or if you want to listen later, welcome to the Freak Show. It's on uh, iTunes and everything. But I talked about this. I've never heard 
a speech, and I had a person send me a video, and I'm not going to name their name. I'm not into that. But they sent me a video, and the only thing they showed was him getting on the stage, everybody cheering, and him stepping up to the to the uh, platform. And that was supposed to be, Who I you guess, talking about? But, uh, Donald Trump, when he gave up to give that speech at the Boy Scout. Oh, okay, okay. And I don't, I don't know if that oh, was okay. their, I don't know if that was their way of saying, hey, you know, he did good because I'm like, no, this is before he even opened his mouth. Of course, they're going to cheer for him. So he gets, but so I don't know what that reasoning was, but this guy, and this is this is truth. We talked about ideologues, people that are all into one extreme, and I'm telling you, this has proved it once and for all. This man gave a speech Monday at the Boy Scout Jamboree that is one of the shittiest speeches I have ever heard given in my entire life. Period. Bar none. Tell us what you think. Oh, it's shit. It's complete shit. I mean, it's not. If he would have been given a campaign speech, even though it wouldn't have been the best speech I've ever heard, it wouldn't have been as bad. He is speaking to a group of boys that the highest age usually is around 16. This is usually the highest age of boys. That's usually around the time you reach Eagle Scout, if they ever make it that far. Nowadays, as I said on my podcast, a lot of kids don't make it that far anymore in Boy Scouts. They've done lost interest and gone before it ever gets there. But that's who he's speaking to. Okay. First thing out of his mouth when he gets on the platform and starts talking about fake fucking news. <laughs> the first fucking thing out of his mouth. It's talking about they're going to see. We got a lot of people here, and he puts his hand up to his head and he's looking out like he's looking across a damn long range, you know, like he always does when he's looking at the people. Oh yeah, there's right. about forty-five thousand people here. Like he's counting the heads while he's got his hands up there. I'm like, oh yeah, dude. But uh, and he's ta- he's talking all this shit. And then he starts talking about how they're going to tell him, it would, you know, that there wasn't that many people here. That, you know, And I'm like, okay, you got, you know, all right, get past all that shit. He starts talking. I don't know who he's talking about. He starts talking about some dude that had a yacht that was promiscuous and had it down in southern France or some shit. Don't matter to me who he's talking about, whether it's Hugh Hefner or what. Right. These kids don't know who the fuck he's talking about. They don't know shit about what he's fucking talking about. I guarantee it. If they did a poll out of all them damn kids there, you'd be lucky if 10% even knew the fucker's name that he talked about. Right. And he starts naming him off and talking about how he was, and, and he led it to believe that what he was, that he was a promiscuous type person and led that kind of lifestyle, which this asshole ain't got shit to talk about. I mean, he's been with how fucking many, and he's a crotch grabber. So what the fuck's he got to talk about this dude having a yacht? <laughs> and wanting to be promiscuous. I mean, right. that's a damn pot called a kettle black. Then he gets down there and he says, and it leads him to believe when he made the comment. He says, it's okay to do that for a while. And I'm like, man, I almost fell out of my damn seat sitting here at the table watching the YouTube video of that speech. I almost fell out on the damn floor. I said, what the hell? And you know what? The damn, let me tell you what the argument's going to be. Because they can't say it didn't happen. It's not an audio cut for all you extreme fucking Trump supporters out there. It's not an audio cut. He said it. Now, here's what their argument's going to be. Those kids know about that kind of stuff. 
Well, what place is it for the president of the fucking United States to be the one to tell them that? What get place is, all worked up, man. What place is that for him to get up there and say that shit? He's got no right to put himself into the parents' seat and tell them what their parents are allowed, what their kids are allowed to hear or not hear. Right. Then he comes to fucked up Ohio. I find out, not fucked up, but fucking Ohio. I hear this response that he said that they had the biggest crowd, which was 6,000 people, and uh, it recorded. And then he said that uh, besides Abraham Lincoln. Right, I heard that. Did you hear that? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the, the best late, president or something like that. I forget yeah, what he, he said. Yeah, pretty much what he said was he, had the be- he was the best president. In the most presidential, that's what Pres- I mean. yeah, yeah, most presidential that anybody that's ever been in office with the, with the exception of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he don't think too much of his damn self. <laughs> well, at least he, he at least he set aside Lincoln because yeah. he might have even done that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised he did that. Well, hell, the four years ain't up yet. He might be on the damn. <laughs> he might rise above yeah, him. He, he's got three years to beat him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't never heard a jackass like this in all my life, man. Never in all my life. And the more I think about it, you know what? I tried to stay. When this, when this election started, it's like me and you said. I tried to say I wish him the best. Hope he does a good job. Yada, yada, yada. And I still hope he does a good job. But the longer this fucker's in, man, I'm like, God damn boy. What the hell have we got ourselves into? Man. I mean, this dude is some piece of work. And what do you think about the transgender thing? You know what? The long and the short of it is this. I cannot imagine. I don't know how many there are, but I can't imagine. They say something like 15,000 is the, ma- the amount I've heard. Okay. Well, in the grand scheme of things, I can't imagine that there is a large enough percentage of the transgender community in the military that it's a problem that, that, that needs addressed. Right. I mean, it seems they're going out of their way to find a find a problem, to find a a problem that isn't there. He said it's because of uh, expenses in the medical expenses. Yeah, you know, I've heard that. And the fact of the matter is, is is very few of them actually have major operations and things like that. No, Uh, I, I guess there's hormone treatments and things like that, but um, the, the overall expense of this, from what I've heard. Is we're talking different different versions of one percent of an increase in spending. I mean, we're right. talking very very little. Now, I, so I, 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 I'm not, I, I just ahead. can't see. I, I can't understand. Yeah, I just can't understand that if there isn't a real problem here, and this isn't causing a major disruption, why go out of your way to create controversy? That's that's the part of this I don't understand. The only real argument in this, I've heard some. I've listened to some military people talk about this, and what they point out is, and this is true. Now, this is just being objective. This isn't being hateful. This isn't criticizing the community and so on. But they do say that 
suicide and depression is, is a problem with veterans as it is. And in the transgender community, you have of depression and other things that are associated with that. So it just seems like it's a volatile mix for some of those individuals who are going through that, you know, twice over, being in a situation that's very demanding twice over. But beyond that, it seems like there's uh, enough people that are already in the military that are serving their country very well. This is not an issue. This is something that I would imagine that most of the people and they aren't even aware of what the gender identities of all these people. They all wear uniforms and everything else. I, I, I just yeah. like there I said, it seems like he's going out of the way to create controversy where there just isn't much there. Well, there was a Navy SEAL that's a transgender, and he told the president, he said, he sent a message that said, tell President Trump, he tell me to my face I can't do what I'm supposed to do. And it was a Navy right. SEAL. Well, you know, that's a, that's a legitimate criticism a lot of people on the left have has, has made. He's telling these people that, you know, they're not qualified to be in or they can't be He himself got how many deferments? Four. He's never been in there. How, how does he know what's involved? He don't you know, know There he is. You know, he's making uh, these judgments when he himself has not demonstrated the the ability to get in there and do the fighting. I don't know. Right. He's at what? Bone spurs. Bone spurs in his yeah, feet. Oh what mm-hmm. Yeah, he... Uh, uh, he had four deferments and he had the bone spurs and he guess so. I guess he knows a lot, but he don't know shit. He knows more than the generals do. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it is, they did a figuring that two is something like comes up to around two million dollars or something based on how many transgender in the military is what it costs extra a year for the medical. Just to have them in there, whatever. Well, that's a, that's a very small amount. Well, that's what I was about to say. Now, whether you like him or don't like him, Steve Colbert said when he was giving, he was looking at that statistic, and he found out. He said there's more money spent a year on Viagra in the military than there is on what it would cost to, to for those transgenders' medical bills to be covered. Right. <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Oh, I don't. Either. I don't what? have a. I don't have a problem with that either. I'm just putting it in perspective. You know what? You, you got it. You, yeah. I, my point. You know, I understand that. But my point is this. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if Patton actually said this. This gets attributed to him. I don't know if it's true or not. But one of the things that that is often said when it comes to the military is when morals go down, morale goes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay? Oh yeah. So let these people be happy. You know, yeah. let these people be happy. Let the, you know, let them do whatever they want to do within the law. Of course, express themselves however they want. You know, they got a job that is life threatening. And I'll tell you what: there's not too many people in the world, in this country, or anywhere else that chooses to have a job that is that dangerous. Well, here's my point. Now, this is another side that I was thinking about today. Now, this is my view. And I don't mean this. This is not my view. This is just my thoughts. I want you to don't think I'm hating. I want you to listen to what I'm about to say now. All right. A lot of this is because the religious group, quote, unquote, don't want gays, transgenders and all that in the military. Correct? Yeah. You you might say he's pandering to the base. Sure. Okay. Okay. Now, wouldn't it make sense if you're on that side 
of the Christians and all them people that want to, you know, that are against the gays and whatnot. Wouldn't it be to your advantage to keep them in the military and put them on the battlefield? Than it would to kill. I mean, I'm not being. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I want anybody killed. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm putting it in perspective of what they're thinking is. Yeah. When you break it down to what they're saying, that don't make sense. When you want them on the front line, that doesn't. It doesn't make sense to to me. I just think shit like that. I'm like, what, what does it benefit to take them out of the service to put them over here? That doesn't make any sense. I don't care one damn way or the other. That's not me. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a hate uh, hate monger. I don't right, give I a shit. That. But I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense. And the thing about it is, it doesn't do any damn harm for them to be in the military anyway. Let me tell you something. You know how many gay military men have saved fucking lives? Oh, absolutely. A lot. You know that transgender Navy SEAL I was mentioning a lot uh, earlier. I guarantee you, you wouldn't go toe to toe with his fucking ass. Nope. Garrett fucking tell you, he'd kill you. Because the Navy SEAL don't play the radio, bud. They're trained in some hardcore shit. Oh, so yeah. I mean, I mean, hardcore shit. Boot camp ain't got nothing on what Navy SEALs get trained. Boot camps are walking a damn park. So, uh, I, I know I hear all these manly men, I'll tell you what, these transgenders... I'm like, well, take your ass over and do some Navy SEAL training, motherfucker. You're such a big manly man. Put yourself through and do what he did. Guess what? You couldn't handle it. Garrett fucking tell it. I couldn't handle it. Yep. I mean, that's some tough shit. I ain't no way the hell I'd sign up for it. I, I respect those that do. But I can't do it. So, I mean, people need to think, you know, the problem is people don't think. They open their mouths and start running off them dick suckers with shit that don't make any damn sense. <laughs> with shit that don't even, they don't even think before they even speak. They just go by yeah. some ideology or some shit they taught when they were kids and they just start running it off. And I'm like, well, why don't you stop and think before you, oh, but grandma said this. I don't give a shit what grandma and grandpa said. Right. If you got something between your own ears that you can think with, or you got to have grandma and grandpa's thoughts. Right. Nothing against grandma and grandpa. Might have been great people. But that don't mean that you got to think like they do all the time. But uh, you think anything's ever going to happen with this health care? Oh, man. You know. <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder. We all. He, here's my take on this. If Trump in the very beginning, when he first got in office, reached across party lines and did something that everybody could agree on. Let's say the infrastructure spending. That's something that a lot of Democrats have been wanting for a long time. And Republicans cannot argue the fact that for a country that of our status, that our, that our roads and bridges and, and trains are decades behind other places. 
Yes. Okay. And if if we tackled that, and then if he would have come out with some sort of a strategy that would say, you know what? There's a lot of things about Obamacare that we like. We like the pre-existing conditions, protections, and all these other things. But, you know, its funding is going to run into trouble very soon. Mm. Let's fix that. Let's reach across the aisle, get Democrats and Republicans together on the same committees. Let's keep the good parts. Let's fix the parts that need fixing. If he would have done that, he would have been a transformative. He would have been a landmark president. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, he's never going. He didn't do it, and he's never going to do it. This isn't going to be one of those situations. Well, maybe he'll come around better late than never. No, he's no. never going to do it. He's never going to do it. And that's what it needs. And and what it is now, quite frankly, is a partisan pissing match. That's all it is. Everybody knows what needs fixed. Everybody knows that there's good parts that the American people want. So why not get together and do it right? All this is is game playing with people's lives. That's all it is. Oh, big time. And it's a shame. It's a shame. Well, the reason why he's never going to get anything done, if you ever notice when he gets up to speak, he's always talking about the Republicans need to get together. The Republicans need to do this. The Republicans never do that. He never mentions anything about anything uh, we need together or us as a, as a country or both parties or anything. It's always the Republicans. Yeah, that's the only thing he ever talks about. Well, it's been a partisan. It's it's been a partisan quagmire for a long, long time. It's for twenty years now. Oh yeah, yeah. And and it's just not going to get any better. No, I don't. The last the last time that there was any real working together, and it just barely worked then, was with Clinton and Newt Gingrich. Okay. Yeah. And that was twenty, twenty five years ago, and before that. That's a Georgia actually, boy. That's why. <laughs> actually, uh, Reagan and Tip O'Neill did a great job together. They really did. They, they that was probably the last time that government worked for better or for worse. It actually got things done. And now everybody just stands on their side of the wall and does nothing. And it's it's getting to the point now where there is no middle ground. People don't want to find a middle ground. They just want to be right. Yeah, that's all it is. Everybody and wants nothing's to be getting right. done. I yep. mean, it's like, that's like I said. I mean, people I know that are listening to this podcast, like I was talking about earlier, and I was throwing about talking about the boycott, Boy Scouts. They did. I didn't. I didn't tell this part of it. I got into the speech, but they did apologize. The chief, the Boy Scout chief of America, he apologized for that speech that was given. You know, he didn't know what the hell he's going to get up there and talk on. He was just there to speak. And uh, so he apologized on behalf of the Boy Scouts of America because a lot of people was fixed to pull out of the Boy Scouts. There were people going to pull their kids out of the Boy Scouts due to that speech. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. It was a lot bigger deal than people thought. But after it was over with, man, there was parents contacting the Boy Scouts and threatening to leave and everything. Wow. Because it was terrible, man. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> it was something. I think mean, it was just something. But uh, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were really upset. I mean, and so, uh, but they did apologize, but I've never, I've never seen a president like this. It's like, he don't give a shit. 
He's got to have his way. Most egotistical man I've seen in a long time. Long, 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 long time. His demeanor just, oh, God. I thought, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to say this. I never was, like I've said before, I never was a Barack Obama, huge Barack Obama fan. There were some things I liked about some of his policies, some of them I didn't like. And I always stood by that he seemed to be a really good family man. I could always say that much about the guy. Oh, always, yeah. I always said that. I give props where props is due. He wasn't in any scandals. He always seemed to be a really good with his wife all the time and his kids. Everything, everything was right there. And, but, and I, and it, but sometimes when he'd give his speeches, I thought he had a little bit of ego or arrogance there every now and then. Man, let me tell you something. Shit, he's Mother Teresa compared to some bitch we got in office now. There's <laughs> some bitch we got in office now. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you listening and you don't like it, I don't give a shit. Donald Trump is the most arrogant son of a bitch I've seen get up with the presidential and speak in, a, in my entire life, probably. I can't think of Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, or anybody being that damn arrogant. Now, I can't speak from behind, for before I was born. But damn, if I've ever seen anybody as arrogant. I mean, just watch. If you don't believe me, get on YouTube. Put in Donald Trump speeches. Donald Trump speeches. Just watch about four or five of them and just watch his body language. He don't even have to open his mouth. Watch his body movements. If you don't know how to read body language by now, and if you're in your 30s and 40s, and you're probably about never going to fucking figure shit out. Because you can just read him by looking at him. His body just exhumes arrogance. Yeah, hey, it's like something I've never seen before. Well, Even you know, during no, that I, speech, I've worked for guys like him in the past, mm-hmm. and I try, and I'm still trying, still trying to give him the the benefit of the doubt. He kind of reminds me of some of the people that I work for who subscribe to this notion called chaos management, and and their philosophy was. Stir up the company all the time. Every, keep everybody running around. Okay? Uh. And somehow or other, that shakeup is good. And the idea behind this is, you know, everybody stays in their own little zone. Everybody just, quote, unquote, does their job. They don't worry about your job. They, they, they lose track of the machine and how it's, how it's working. So these guys like to come in at, at, at 8.15 in the morning and we're gonna lose the we're gonna lose the Miller account, and if we lose the Miller account, I'm shutting this place down. And everybody better figure out a way that we keep that account. Everybody starts scurrying all around trying to figure out how to get Mr. Miller happy. Okay, mm. that's how they that, that that's how that mentality works because everybody's out of their zone. Everybody's trying to figure out how to keep the place going. Right, and and. I bet in that New York realtor type environment, that's probably very common. You go into one of those places in the morning, and I guarantee you those places are zoos, all right? But that doesn't work in government. It doesn't. It it doesn't. You have to have a sane environment where you, where you study things and make sure that you're doing the right thing. There's always going to be people that fall through the crack, but you always have to make sure that you're doing the right thing for as many people as possible. And that well, just that, doesn't seem to be the mentality right now. That doesn't work in this system because you have split parties. And, uh, you know, not everybody – everybody's on the same side, but yet everybody's not on the same side. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. 
mean, we're all Americans, and we all want to get the general job done, but everybody's not doing, not everybody's taking the same train to get there. So it doesn't work that way. I mean, I know what you're saying. I've had people try it where I work. I mean, it's not to the same degree, but they'll come in, and they'll hear about some fella coming in from out of Pittsburgh or whatever where the main office is. Bill Hartman's coming. Hey, I'm like, I don't give a shit who's coming. I'm going to do the same damn job I did yesterday. I don't give yeah. a fuck. <laughs> I mean, they'll be running around like chickens with their head cut off, and I'm still just plain old me. But but yeah, I understand that does that that chaos mentality does that does work in businesses, or they try to get it to work in business, but it, it's not going to work on a government level. Never uh-huh. going to work. Never going to work on a government level because, like I said, it's just not everybody's on the same page. Nobody wants the same thing. There's people you you come in there and you tell them. Stir them all up and tell them I gotta have this da, 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 and try to start chaos. They're gonna look at you and be like, "Fuck you," because they don't care. They can. He doesn't own them. Yep. He might be the president of the United States, but he don't own the fucking country. Everybody's got their own free will and their own choice to vote how they want to. So when they pisses up all these people off, and what is going to end up happening is going to end up pissing off all the fucking Republicans, the ones the ones that he has left, <laughs> the ones he ain't already pissed off. Right. And he sure enough ain't going to get shit done. So, and the Russia sanctions bill passed the, the Senate. They want to sanction Russia. Now it's going to move to Trump. It's supposed to go to Trump now to see what he wants to do with it. I'm anxious to see what's going to happen there. Did it pass with enough that it's veto-proof? I don't think so. I think that's why it's going to Trump. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Cause I think, uh, I'm that's a little unclear why- on that because I, I, it might go to him either way. True, but if his if his sig- if his signature won't stop the bill, he's crazy if he tries to veto it because all it'll do is make him look bad. It's not going oh, exactly. re- to change the result. Exactly. I'm hoping he don't veto it, but it's going to be if he does veto it, it's going to really make you wonder. Yeah, that's for damn sure uh, about the whole deal. But I'm not sure exactly what he's going to do with it. And like you said, it may have had a vote of votes to where it doesn't uh, get it. O.J. Simpson. Got trying to get back on his whole spill. This is not about him, not his parole, but when he does get parole, October the first. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you you know he went to USC, right? Uh huh. Okay. Well, the University yeah, of Southern yeah, yeah, Cal- okay. okay, the University of Southern California Trojans said he will not be invited to any event events at the USC <laughs> after he's released. They're not going to let him participate in anything there. Even after he gets out of jail, they find a boycott him, so to speak. If I was him, I'd keep my head down. I'd go to Florida. I believe that's where he wants to go. And yeah, I wouldn't do shit. I'd live the rest of my life just low key. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I wouldn't get out and make a big damn deal. Try to make a name for yourself. You've already made a name for yourself. So <laughs> you don't need no more names for yourself. Uh, I heard about this case. Did you hear about that Alaskan cruise? Uh, I'm not sure. What's this about? There's a family that went on an Alaskan cruise. Oh, some of them ended up missing? No, one of them ended up dead. Oh, okay, okay. Murdered by the husband. She She was 39 years old. I believe it was two kids they had. They all went on a cruise. Two kids, mama and a daddy. 
and they were on their way to Alaska. They were from Utah, if I'm not mistaken. Nice-looking family, man. Man, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have picked nothing out of this to be that this way. Evidently, right. from what I understand, something happened. And he won't tell all the details. All we know is that she was smashed in the head. Oh, and he dragged man. her by the feet. I do know that much. But when they asked him why he did it, he said she wouldn't stop laughing at him. Now, I don't know what she was laughing at him about. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was uh, Pecker wouldn't get up or what. I don't fucking know. But see, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just being honest. I don't know what it was, but she was laughing at him. I mean, that just it makes you wonder. Maybe they had a lot of drinks and he couldn't get his you know, shit going. I don't know. But uh, right. he... Uh, yeah, you know, I do. I will like uh, Sean. He's listening. He said, "How can we make America great again? Drop the mother of all bombs, fire everyone, and try to make another country build a wall." <laughs> yeah, he's still trying to save Mexico to build that wall, but that ain't gonna happen. But anyway, she's thirty-nine years old. She's been murdered. And the thing about it was, the kicker was a lot of people, the passengers, they thought it was all part of a routine or what was going on because at the time she was murdered, they were doing a uh, one of their murder mystery dinners. Oh, yeah, I did hear about this. And they, they, they weren't sure if, at the time if this wasn't part of the game, part of the act. Right, right. Right, exactly. a lot of people, right. Okay, I did hear about this. Okay. Man, see, I love it, folks. I, go, I try to go to those when I can. I love murder mystery dinners. One of the coolest ones I had to say, this story. one of the coolest ones we ever did is I'm a Monk fan. I love the show Monk. One of the greatest, not only does he just do a damn good job of acting the role, it's uh-huh. one of the best concepts I've ever heard for a show. You've got a homicide detective that's a damn germaphobe and then, you know, and then OCD and everything else. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a perfect damn concept. Don't know if you ever watched the show, but it's an awesome, awesome show. But, um, so what we did is we had this one that we went to at Callaway Gardens in Georgia and it was a Halloween time and it was a dress up one so i dressed as monk and she dressed and uh christina dressed as his partner sharona <laughs> and that's what we went for the uh, murder mystery dinner but it was uh that's a great show if you ever get a chance. it used to be on netflix damn assholes took it off but i got the first season on dvd i need to get the rest of them but uh and uh, the Houston Department. I do want to try to get this one in real quick. Did you see the one where the 19-year-old was out there tr- handing out lawn care cards, door-to-door business cards? And a damn police huh. officer just come up and started harassing him. Like, really? What, what's that? When he found out it was business cards, then he wanted his ID, wanted to know his name and all this shit. Then when the guy, the, huh. the 19-year-old got all this on film, when the 19-year-old asked for his his card, which he can by law. I don't know if anybody knows this. You can ask for an officer's name. You can ask for all that shit. That's okay to do. Right, right. He got his handcuffs up and told him to put his hands behind his back. Huh. No damn charges at all. So he had it all on thing. Now, Houston Police Department, Houston, Texas Police Department's under, uh, you know, going under a lot of heat now for that shit. I mean, hell, it's just damn cutting grass, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm not an advocate of bashing police officers every time something happens. I'm not for that. No, no. But what a spade's a spade. This dude was definitely, in my mind, profiling this guy because he was an African-American. Huh. 
And when he was going door to door handing out these cards, he thought he was doing something, like trying to break in homes or something. When he found out he was actually trying to work and hand out cards, then he wanted to get, and then he was going to ter- try to interrogate his ass and give him hell. Yeah, I, I don't know about. I don't know anything about this case. So I don't know. Oh, I saw the video today. Right. Okay. I saw the yeah. I saw the video. The kid made the video. He and everything while he was standing out there, or somebody had made the video that was there, and it was it was clear cut. It was clear cut. And he, he asked for the car. He didn't ask, and he never got smart ass with the officer. It's just whenever okay. they got, when he asked for the for the car, you know, his car, and he said he would he wouldn't give it to him. He asked him why can't you give me your car or something like that, you know, I and mean, you know whatever. He just wanted to know. Then he told him to turn around and, re- and he pulled out his handcuffs out of the back of the damn thing. Hey. I tell you what, that's about all I got. You got anything, man? I'm cool, man. Uh, we'll be back Monday night at 11 with another episode. Uh, yeah, I got plans to go to Niagara Falls this weekend. I'm not going over. No, I'm not taking a bucket over to Falls, so you ain't got to worry about that. Hopefully, I'll be back safe and sound. Not going over there to crash or nothing. But uh, looking forward to going. I've never been, so I figured might as well before you see it before I end up leaving this world. So that being said, I thought I'd leave you with a little bit of song from the Boy Scouts. Y'all have a good one. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right too with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20 volt max four tool combo kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17 inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 US only. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.